For those of you that have Bibles, you can open it to Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. And I don't think I'm going to keep you here too, too long today. As the message that I'm, um, I prepared for you is more of a, a heart message than a, a, a head, uh, sorry, a heart message than it is a head, a head message. It's more something that you need to go on and work throughout the week than something that me or a teacher can stand up here and teach you. It's not something that you need to, to read and just say, yes, that is true. This needs to be practiced. This needs to be practiced. And the, the sermon that I'm going to preach to you this morning is called Willingly Walking Worthy. Willingly Walking Worthy. And before we, we get into Scripture here, I'd like to ask you to bow your heads and, and let's go to God in prayer. Father, we, we thank you this, this morning, Lord, that we can, we can sit in church. Father, it's, it's really great uh, to be able to, to be back uh, with, with this whole virus thing, God. It's, it's be good to see the church fill up again. Uh, it's good to see the, the smiles, God. It's good to see the fellowship, Father. Um, Lord, thank you. Thank you again for the opportunity we have to meet. God, might we not take it lightly, Father. Might we use this um, as, as profitable time, God, as profitable time towards you. God, I ask that you would help me today deliver this sermon, this message that you had me uh, prepare. Lord, please prepare these people's hearts. Father, let me be a messenger, and that only. Please, Lord, speak through this. Might, your, uh, might, might you breathe into this, Father, the breath of life. And, and might, might somebody here today walk out, of the, walk out of this building changed, God. Lord, please speak to us. Let us not walk out of this building the same way we came in. And might through all of this, God, might your name be magnified, Father, and your goodness be remembered. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen guys. Uh, with, the, with the live streaming on, it's going to be my first time. I wanted to make a board that says, Hi, Ma, that they do as on the rugby games. But also, I didn't have time for that, so hi, Ma. <laughs> um, Let's read there, chapter uh, Ephesians 4 and, and, and verse 1. Willingly walking worthy. And Paul says here, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all loneliness, uh, lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Just flip over and read with me from verse 17, chapter 4 and verse 17. Paul continues to say here, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt, 
according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in the righteousness and true holiness. Chapter, uh, verse 25, Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that ye may minister grace unto the hearers. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Paul gives us here two ways. Walk, do not walk. Walk, do not walk. And in life, we sit with this, with this, this fork in the road, where we have this word that says, do not go there. Do not walk this way. Do not do these things. Don't walk as other Gentiles walk. But walk in this way, Paul says. And I want to preach this morning, willingly walking worthy. We are called, and this sermon specifically is formulated for those that, are, that have been born again, to those that have given their hearts to Christ. And if you haven't done, done that this, this morning, please do not switch off. Please do not turn off the, 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 the remote in your head. There is a part in here that you need to hear. But in life, in this present life, in the age we live in, we've grown so accustomed to walking with Gentiles. We've grown so accustomed that the way of the Gentile and the way of the Christian has overlapped so much that the standard of Christianity has fallen. And it has decreased to a point where, where as a Bible-believing Christian, I stand in awe and I struggle to define be between are you a Christian or are you unsaved? Because what is the difference? What is the difference? And guys, I'm not talking about the large sins. I'm not talking about those that everybody stops once they're saved. I'm talking about, as Song of Solomon says, those little foxes that come in and destroy the vineyard. The little foxes we give space to in life that suddenly work in their way and they deceive us and they take this word and they twist it to a point where we no longer know are we saved or not because you've been justifying what you do for so, so very long. Paul says in chapter 4, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. That ye walk worthy. My first point that I want to make here this morning is you need to walk willingly. There's too many Christians in life 
that they're walking, but not willingly. They're walking and saying, well, this is what the Bible says. I want to go to heaven one day, so I'll just walk in this way. Guys, there's a lot of ways to walk. You can walk in darkness. You can walk in light. You can stroll. Paul says here, walk worthy. Walk worthy. These two go together. If you willingly walk worthy, God can do something with you. God can use that. Willingly walking worthy. If you struggle to remember that, WWW. Willingly walking worthy. And Paul says here, don't just walk. Don't just go about life easing yourself with that thought of at least I'm walking. At least I'm walking. Yeah, but where are you walking to? Pastor Mike gave us the last three weeks um, those, those sermons from, 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 from Peter where, where the, the furtherance of your faith and the, um, the reality of false prophets and the fact of the second coming, if it's not enough reason that Jesus died on the cross, put that in your mind. I need to willingly walk worthy to further my faith. I need to willingly walk worthy to realize the reality, the frightening reality of false prophets and their destructive nature. And I to willingly need, w- walk worthy so that I, when Jesus comes back, I, 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 He founds me doing the things of God. Doing the things of God. In, chapter two, uh, in, in verse 2, in chapter 4, Paul says here, with all loneliness, lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of of peace he gives you a certain criteria where you need to walk through how you need to walk wherein you need to walk you see guys our faith in this scripture determines how we walk determines where we walk determines the pace we walk you see your view on God's calling on your life is the governing factor for every Christian's walk. I'm going to say that again. Your view on God's calling, your view on God's calling is the governing factor of your life. What do I mean by that? What's your perspective on God's calling for your life? Is, is, is it just something that you read in the Bible? Is it just something that you've heard countless times and you've grown numb to that? Or do you actually believe this? That God has a calling for your life. Because if you believe it, and answer this in your heart, but this last week, have your actions proved your faith in this book? Because there you can see Where am I walking? Am I walking in verse 1? Am I walking worthy of the vocation where I am called in? Or verse 17? Am I walking as other Gentiles walk? Because of my faith in this book, if I believe what this book said, then I will walk according to it. Paul makes it very simple to us. Very simple to us. Before I get there, the, the simplicity that is in this. 
we need to understand that the Christian life is not a list of do's and don'ts. If it was, we're back in the Old Testament. We're back under the law. You should not do this and this and this and this, and you should do this and this and this. And we sometimes take that Old Testament train of thought and we push it into the New Testament. If I do this and this and this and this, well, I don't feel it, but then God should be happy with me because I've done it. What's your heart in that? Well, Lord, at least I'm not doing X, Y, Z. At least I'm not going these places. Yeah, but what are you doing? Guys, he said, walk, walk in the vocation where you are called. Take your Bibles and turn to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1, the book we all know. Ephesians 4 and 1 says, Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Verse 17 says, Do not walk as other Gentiles walk. You see, walking is in both. You see where the problem comes in. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of of the scornful. You know what we do? We do in life, we walk. Sometimes our heart is right and we say, you know what, Lord, I, I, I don't just want to do the walking thing. Lord, I want to I wanna let my walk, walking do the talking. I want you to be happy, Lord, where I walk, how I walk, to my end destination. Lord, I want you to smile down on my walk. But what we do is, and that's where I, I, I said that this this walking, this walking as Gentiles walk, is, it's deceiving. Because we walk as other Gentiles walk. Or we walk, should not walk as other Gentiles walk. But then in life we walk, right? And we walk and we, we, we might not, I'm not going to do this because I might get out of the camera there, but we walk and then we, 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 we have a, a constant pace. And then we, we slow down a little bit. And then a little bit. A little bit more. And then we stop. And we're at the second part of, of Psalm chapter 1. So now we walked. Then we walked in the counsel of the ungodly. Now we're standing in the way of the sinner. Now we're standing there. We're not walking anymore. We're standing there and looking and gazing. We have been faced with this, 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 um, this fork in the road. Walk not as other Gentiles walk. Walk in the vocation where you are not called. Now we stand and we view this. And so many people fall into this. Now they say, sure, I kind of like it. It's nice resting my legs for a while. I'm, I'm going to sit down. I'm, I'm going to sit down. And once they sit down in the seat of the scornful, they stay there. They stay there. They have walked quite some, some distance. They know this word. They know what's wrong. But they've grown so accustomed to it that they're able now to justify what they're doing justify but but i'm just resting my legs I'll, I'll get up and walk again yeah 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 but 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 i'm i'm, I'm ministering to these people around me i i, I want to reach them and it's that justification that keeps them there and keeps them there and keeps them there and five ten years from now they look back and they say wow lord 
It's not that I've, 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 I've not been walk, it's not that I've not been uh, walking willingly, worthy anymore. Lord, I'm not even walking anymore. Forget about willingly, forget about worthy. I've been sitting down, God. And it, it, it wasn't a, d- a decision one day. It started slowly. You just you lost pace a little bit, a little bit. And you stood. And you pondered this, this thought. Sure, my, my, my legs hurt. Lord, I just want to sit down for, for a little while. Once we sit down, it's final. It doesn't have to be final, but people view it as final. Sure, I, I don't have the power to get up, man. Oh, I've, I've walked this distance. I, I can't do it again. With God, all things are possible. Amen. Willingly walking, worthy. Guys, don't stop. Don't stop walking. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Get back to Ephesians. Get back to Ephesians. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. We need to willingly, guys, willingly walk worthy. Walking is one thing. Walking worthy is another thing. But willingly saying, Lord, I want to do this. Lord, I I want to lay down my life for you, Lord. I want to do this, Lord. I enjoy walking in this road with you. As that song says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses, the cores, and he walks with me, and he talks with me. That's special. That's special. That's, that's something my heart desires. Lord, I, it's not that I just want to walk this Christian life. There's too many stuff going on in life that we need to do, that we have to do. Lord, Christianity shouldn't be one of them. Reading this word and, and doing your will shouldn't be one of them. Verse 17 in Ephesians 4, Paul says here, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth from now on, from this point, walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, why should I stand up and continue? Why? Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. I'm just going to rest a while. I'm ministering to these people. God wouldn't mind me resting. The ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts the blindness of their heart their hearts towards this scripture what does god want me to do what does god want me to do and how do i get back to that point of lord i want to walk willingly lord I'm, i've been sitting for quite some time now lord please help me to get back up help me to continue this race faithfully willingly Continuing in what God has said. Verse 19. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. 
it's a pretty hefty list, this. And if I look at this, my knee-jerk reaction is, wow, that's rough. And, and I think most of you say, well, at least I'm not in there. And I don't blame you. Let's read that again. This I say, therefore, verse 17, and testify of the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity, the vanity of their mind. Ask yourself the question, is there any vanity in my mind? Vanity. Having their understanding darkened. Why are their understanding darkened? Because they're alienated of the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. They took a break for too long. They took, I'm not preaching against taking a break. Please understand that. I'm talking about the ignorance of taking a break. Lying to yourself. Of, I'm, I'm just going to rest a while here and then getting busy about the business around you. Getting busy about the business around you. Who being past feeling, these people's hearts are hard. They're past feeling. They don't, they don't mind anymore. Have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Paul says here, but ye have not so learned Christ. Guys, I'm talking to saved people. Paul's saying here, I'm talking to people that have accepted Jesus Christ. He says here, but ye have not so learned. Verse 21, if so be, not just that ye have heard him, but that ye have been taught by the man, Jesus. You've seen faith in action. You've seen Jesus go about his business. You have not so learned these things. But verse 17, 18, and 19 is easy. It's easy to fall into those ruts. It's easy to do that. The hard part comes in. Where are we now? Verse 22. Verse 22. That he put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. Some of those ways crept up the last week. Maybe it, it stuck his head out again, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. There's simplicity in Christ. The old man is corrupt. Why do we always entertain him? Why do we, when he shows up, say, yeah, yeah, sit down, let's have a chat. Why do we say, yeah, you know what, yeah, I remember those times. Oh, some of them have been good. Why do we entertain them? put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts Paul says here and be renewed in the spirit of your mind see so many people are is in this rut they they they, they walk they stop they sat down now 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 they say yo how do I get back up how do I how do I get back to where God wants me to be you see a house when it's built from the day the, the last brick is built, it starts to deteriorate. 20 years down the line, cracks form. Month after that, the paint starts wearing, and the roof leaks, and wood starts to rot, and the furniture is outdated. To get that ba house back in the eyes of the, 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 um, 
property developers and all of that, it needs to be renovated. Renovations are not easy. They're costing you something. And it's, 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 it's not always convenient. But at the end of that renovation, at the end of the chaos, that house is worth something again. Some people need to go through a renovation. But we don't want to. Because we don't want to dis- be, be disrupted in our lives. Lord, but, but, but it's easy to go this. Lord, it's easy to do 17, 18, and 19, Lord. It's, it's easy to go into the house and look past the cracks in the wall. It's easy to close my eyes when I walk into the house to, to ignore all the roof trusses that have been wrought. It's easy. It's easy. Lord, I want to be worth something to you. Come in, Lord, and renew the spirit in my mind, God. I give you free will to come in and change as you want it to be done. Let Jesus be the interior designer of your renovated house. That you can get back to the point of not just walking, guys. Not just walking worthy. Because you can do that against your will. But willingly walking worthy of that calling where God has called you into. Saying, Lord, I'm looking forward, Lord, to this work that you're going to do on me. God, it's going to be a, a, a great disruption in my life, Lord. I'm, I'm, I might have a couple of sleepless nights, and Lord, I need to think this through, and Lord, what do I need to do with this in my life, Lord? And, and I walk through that house, and I say, Lord, you're right. This building or this, this furniture has, has so much memories, Lord. But you're right. It needs to go. Lord, in this wall, oh, I put this wall up here a couple of years ago, Lord, and oh, it's, 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 it's barriering, it's, it's closing up so many of the things that I, I, I enjoy, Lord, even if it wasn't my previous life. Lord says, sure, let's take, let's take that wall out. Let, let, let's open it up a little bit. Let's make some more space. Lord, it's going to hurt God. I don't want to let go of all of that. Lord says, that's fine. I'll, I'll be here the whole time. I'll take you through it. But let's go through this renovation together. Let's take on the chaos. Let's count the costs and say, Lord, I can sit in this 17, 18, and 19, Lord, for the rest of my life. It might not hurt. Lord, I might feel a a little bit of conviction, Lord, but but I'll get to that, that, that verse 19 eventually, who's past feeling. I'll get there eventually, God. This house might not bother me in, in a couple of years' time. Or, Lord, yo, I really want you to use me, God. I don't want my, that, that, that light where we, are on the wor- where we are the light of the world, I don't want that light to dim. Lord, I don't want to lose my, my saltiness. God, please break out these walls. God, rip out the furniture, rip out the carpets, Lord. Break off the roof. Do what you need to do to get me back to that point, God, of, of walking worthy, willingly with you. Please, Lord. And it starts in verse 23. And it starts there. I think it's Psalm 51 where David prayed that prayer. Take some time this afternoon and go and read that. He came to that point in his life when he realized not just the sin that he's committed, 
but the destructive reality of that sin in his life. Lord, I can't take this anymore. God, I'm all yours. Break me if you have to. But God, renew that spirit, that right spirit. Renew that in me, Lord. God, please. Verse 24, And that he put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true, true holiness. You know what the Bible says in the day and age we live in? People go about to establish their own righteousness. Their own righteousness. Why do they establish their own righteousness? Because this book has been thrown in the corner. We know enough about Christianity. We know more than enough about the world that once they overlap, we say, what, why can't we all just get together and get along? Why can't I be the Christian that I should be but still function in this world? And we sit under that idea. We sit under that idea of, no, but I want to minister to these people. And, and Lord, I'm, I'm just resting. When are you going to start ministering to these people around you? When's the rest over? When are you going to get back up and say, Lord, I've, I've spent enough time here. Lord, it's, it's, it's time to keep on. It's time to push through. These people have established their own righteousness because they've thrown this book out. This book that tells us how to walk, where to walk. Verse 25, Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor. See, it's not deep stuff, this. Lying. Lying. Very, very subtle thing that can put you on the wrong track. Lying. Verse 26, Be ye angry, and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Because if we don't deal with those subtle sins, if we say, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know I lied, but we don't deal with that in our life. Yeah, yeah, I know I just kind of did this with the books um, and, and make sure that the, the tax is a little bit less. And we don't deal with that. It eases us to say, but, but, but then this book is, is not that important. Because if God said, I want you to do this, and I say, yeah, yeah, Lord, I understand that. But, but Lord, just this one time. And we ease up on that. We end up in verse 17, 18, 19, before you know it. That, that willingly walking worthy ends up into just walking worthy. Ends up into just walking. Ends up into standing. Ends up into sitting. And it takes time, it takes effort to stand up, to start walking, to walk worthy, to get back to the point and say, Lord, I enjoy this, and I'll do it willingly. God, please help me. Verse 28, let him, uh, stole, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give, to, uh, to, give to him that needeth. You see, it's as simple as that. Let him that stole, steal no more. We, ki we kind of tr uh, some sometimes try to overcomplicate, uh, uh, um, com over over the Bible. Let him that steals, steal no more. It's as easy as that. Let him that lie, lie no more. Let him that cuss, cuss no more. Guys, it's as simple as that. 
With the help of God, it's as easy as that once you're saved. Let him that steal, if he's not saved, give him Jesus. And by the grace of God, he'll steal no more. But for those that are saved, there is simplicity in Christ. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Have your speech this week ministered grace unto its hearers? Such a simple thing. Such a simple thing. Did your speech minister? Did it edify the people around you? I'm not saying did you go about this week and constantly quote scripture. It's not what I said. The speech that you spoke, did it minister to its hearers? Did it minister to its hearers? That's what God wants. So small stuff, subtly, subtlety of sin, that'll take away the willingness. It'll take, the, take away the worthiness. It will take away the fact that you are walking. Before you know it, you'll be sitting, and you've been sitting for so many years. And I don't want to stand here this morning and say, you need to stand up and you need to start walking again. Because it's not easy always. Life gets people down, and I understand that. But Christians have grown so accustomed to people sitting around them and saying, yeah, yeah, I just need a break. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to ease up a little bit on, on, on let's say, verse, verse 29, just on that corrupt communication thing. I'm just going to ease up on that for a little while. And again, before you know it, you're too far gone. Little foxes that comes in and not just pull out the vineyard, destroys, destroys. Guys, it's not that, that it gets in and renovates the house. If it's not being renovated, it's going to be destroyed. The walls are going to fall in. The roof is going to crumble. There's going to be nothing left. But we only focus on the here and the now because that's what the devil wants. If he can get us focused on, on just, new, just not doing God's will today, he, he, he accomplished it. He accomplished his will. Because to nev tomorrow never comes. We want to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to say, Lord, today I'm going to do your will. You need to start with these little foxes and address them. Verse 30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with malice. Yeah, but I don't know where to start in my life. Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. Lord, I apologize. Lord, I'm, I'm not even aware of these little foxes. Just start in Ephesians 4 and address these things he mentioned. Start with that. Pray this this week and say, Lord, I just want to focus on this. God, please help me. Verse 32, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted. I want to end off with this, forgiving one another. As God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I don't want to focus on the negative. I want to realize it's there. I want to realize it's potential. I want to realize it's danger. But I don't want to focus on that. 
I want to focus on this, this verse. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. If you're saved this morning, you are forgiven. The God of this universe has given His Son to die for you. In the state that you have been in, living in sin, He died for you. He died for you. If there's one thing we can do for Him, is say, Lord, these little foxes, by Your grace, will be addressed, Lord. I want to be willingly walking worthy, God, of Your calling. Genuine repentance must bear the seal of a corrected life. Genuine repentance must bear the seal of a corrected life. So many believers in this day and age is just is they're comfortable with just mere Christianity, with just a form of it. Just 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 making it through. They're happy with just making the mark in the exam. Just getting just getting past. We need to do more than that. We need to do more than that if we see what God has done for us. That for Christ's sake, because of Christ and what He has done, we can have eternal life. Now because of eternal life, we can walk worthy. We can have a testimony that's worthy of God. A testimony that God can look down and say, well, I can use that. A bright light shining to the world. A, a very strong salt that you can taste. Oh, there's something different here. This makes the food nice. This lights up the room. God, please come in today and renovate us, Lord. Break down the walls, Lord. Change the roof. Do what you need to do, Lord. But please don't leave us to ourselves. Don't let us be five, ten years from now driving through this town with a bunch of broken down, destroyed houses. Let's go about this and, 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 and remember, verse 23, that we can be renewed in the spirit of our mind. We can be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Willingly walking worthy willingly walking worthy let's all stand our heads bowed and eyes closed I really want to ask that you that you would think about this might be small, might not, might not be something as significant as the second coming, but, but did my actions last week prove my faith in the Scriptures? Was my actions worthy of Jesus dying on the cross? Could Jesus have used me last week? Was He happy with the way I was walking. 
not me. I might be very energetic and, and excited about this subject because it's something that has been bothering me for so long. How can born-again believers continue to walk in sin? How does that make sense? Are we not renewed in our mind? Didn't Jesus die for all our sins? Why are we not walking worthy of that calling? I, I really want to invite you guys to go this week, this afternoon, now. Say, Lord, is it, is it, is it really time for, for some, some renovations, Lord? Lord, is it time for you to, to, to step in here and, 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 and change the layout, Lord, of this heart? God, if I've been, if I've been sitting for, 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 for so, so long, Lord, I justified the fact that I've been sitting for so long. Walking worthy. And doing it with a willing heart. God, please, we ask that you would, Lord, throughout this week, be with these, these people, Father. God, I, I'm, I'm not eloquent in, in speaking, Lord. I'm, I'm not a, a pastor, Lord. I'm, I'm just, a, just somebody that loves your word, Lord, and somebody that cares for it, Lord, and somebody that wants to help people father god and i ask that you would use this father the scripture that has been read to these people today lord you said your word will not return void god i haven't tried to put my own spin on on the bible this morning lord i haven't tried to to uh to wow these people with with my greek and hebrew and Lord, I have none of that. God, I have your word. God, please, please help us. Help us, Lord, to deal with the temptations of life. Help, help us to realize, Lord, the reality of where we are. God, if, if, if we're walking, but we've lost, lost momentum, Lord, if we're we've been sitting for quite some time Lord if we've been entertaining these little foxes in our lives God please help us Lord not not just to address them Lord but to see the reward God of getting these things out of our life Lord a purer walk with you a closer a more intimate walk with you oh God please let us let us taste once again, Lord, and see with our own eyes how good you are, Lord. How good you have been to us, God. I want to thank you for that. Lord, it is, it is in, this, in this world, in this day, in this year, God, what a year it has been, a privilege to still be in church, God. We're looking forward to your coming, God, and, and might we work while we wait, God. Might we willingly walk worthy of that calling which you have called us, Lord. And we 
we thank you for this, Father, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.